0: Hello, welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast
1: You Hilliarded it mm. Where we discuss
2: Oh
0: shit, I really just a huge blank The podcast where we discuss two of the greatest star forms known to humanity, beer and movies Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to watch the terrible taste of failure from our mouths I am one of your illustrious co-hosts, Carlos Cooper, with me as always Joe Hilliard And Dave Gurney and uh, you know we're here to do what it is that we always do. So first and
3: foremost, um, we must moisten our glasses. My glasses bone dry. Yeah, it's it's time. Uh, I I brought some beers back with me from a little road trip that I took just not that not that long ago, just a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the stops I made on that road trip was Louisville, Kentucky, uh-huh. which is a great little city. If you've never been there, I. I've only spent a tiny bit of time there, but I've always enjoyed the time I've spent there. Um, Really cool, rich in history, lots of great architecture as you're driving around certain older areas of the city, especially. Um, I went to a brewery there, didn't really get to sit down and hang out because I was kind of dashing from one spot to another. But I grabbed some beers out of their cooler, and this is one of them. It's called the Louisville Pale Ale. Uh, It's a hazy pale ale from against the grain out of Louisville, Texas. The ABV is 5.5%, which is, I like that region. Yeah. I, like, I, I I mean, I like that region of the country. Right. I like that region
1: ABV here. Yeah, we talked about that last week when together. the numbers don't match the styles. That's sometimes. right. But pale ale, that's a good 5.5. And then just to remind us all, David, you're probably the best one to do this off the top of your head. The hazy, I'm used to seeing a hazy IPA, but a hazy pale Pale Ale, same techniques at play here. Yeah,
3: I mean, as far as I know, I don't think there's much difference to it other than going with a smaller malt bill, mm-hmm. um, producing less alcohol, Endless have hops. a lighter beer in general. Um, yeah, and a little less hops too. But but still a pronounced hops. Any yeast mm. that's going
0: to give you that kind of murkiness. That's
3: absolutely true. Although, yeah, this is this is murky. I'll give it.
1: Well, the nose sounds smells like a pale ale to me.
3: Right. Yeah, so I'm excited to try this with you guys. I think we'll see where this takes us, but I know Against the Grain in general is known for being pretty pretty darn good, so I'm hoping it lives up to that. Well, thanks, for
1: your, thanks for your road trips. We appreciate them every single time. <laughs> so tonight's episode's a little a bit of a departure from what we normally do, and I think that it's a collision of three things. Number one, in 2021 there was a uh, Rotten Tomatoes began pulling in archived movie reviews from the last hundred years and found a 1941 review that was a negative review of Citizen Kane, which brought Citizen Kane's ranking down to 99 from 100, their their Rotten Tomatoes score, which meant that for that period of time, Paddington 2 was the best movie ever made according to Rotten Tomatoes. A 100% review with the most reviews. Which we know they're always right. Oh yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is a fantastic place to and, get fantastic information. An inf- and infallible and make decisions. metric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Earlier this year we did our very first kind of meet and greet at a movie theater when we went to go see Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah. Fantastic event. Saw some great friends, made some new ones. There is a you guys will both remember there is a scene in that film where Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal are comparing their favorite films. And when Pedro Pascal finally says what his number three favorite film of all time is, he declares that it's Paddington 2. Nicolas Cage had never seen Paddington 2 in the film, so he's like, that's bullshit. They watch Paddington 2, Nicolas Cage cut to them both crying. Paddington 2. Is incredible. <laughs> and I one, know, I told you. Yeah, it makes me want to be a better man. And at that moment, we said, so one of these days we're going to have to do Paddington 2. Number three. There was nothing to fucking watch in the movie theaters this last week. Beast, Not in the theaters. Beast. No. I mean, I
3: I didn't make it, but but I know you know a few people who who went and saw that what one. Idris Elba. I mean, I do like him. Will do you
0: trust? What was the reaction? Yeah, I was gonna say real quickly. Let's just detour down this path real quick because from seeing the trailer, despite my adoration for Idris Elba, there I couldn't imagine anything yeah. getting me into
2: the theater Jaws, to see that
1: with a lion in Africa with your children. What? What was the word from your friends? <laughs> what? Um, I, I think mediocre. Like okay. it was, you know,
3: competent little thriller that was not that great.
2: I don't. I have, don't.
3: I'm not sad we didn't decide to cover it. It yeah, doesn't seem to be have, getting huge. I couldn't have done.
0: Acclaims.
1: Yeah. I don't have an occasion to see a Paddington or Paddington Two in the theater. My children are above that age where I would take them to those kinds of films. Where they would ask to go. Where they? Right. Um, So I hadn't seen it. I I think I remember it coming out. Didn't really give it any thought at all. So we watched Paddington 1 and 2 to discuss today. And uh, I'll be as brief as I can. Paddington 2 is a little CGI uh, bear that wears a red floppy Mm -hmm. hat and a blue overcoat. He gets there. He doesn't start out with blue. No, he gets there. We see see the building of this bear. He is running free in the wilds of darkest Peru. He uh, he, he, He and his bear family, I think, are... Uh, encountered by a British explorer way back in the day. We know it's back in the day because it's black and white archival footage. Which He's shot not that there way. for that, though. No, that's right. That's that's right. right. This is pre-Paddington. Yeah. Uh, the explorer is about to kill one of the bears, bring a trophy home, put it in the fantasy museum, and does not do that when the bears begin to articulate and act kind of refined. And I think they even speak a little English or they can mimic his they English. They pick it up, yeah. yeah. So he develops a relationship with the bears and goes home. And... Uh, Promising, if they ever... Sure, if they ever come to London... They have a place There's a place to stay. So, uh, an earthquake devastates their area, and they send little Paddington to London. And he takes up with the Brown family. And the uncle dies. Yes. That's right. Tragic. Voiced voiced by
0: Michael Gambon. That's right. And
1: by the way, this explorer, we should say, introduces the entire Bear family in Peru to his marmalade, his orange marmalade. Very, very important. Thankfully, it wasn't
0: Lady Marmalade. Who knows what would have happened then? <laughs> be a whole labyrinth of brothels popping up in darkness. Yeah, that's, it's
3: better they went with the Marmalade. Might yeah. be a grizzly scene. The actual.
1: so be a the... Baz Lerman directed <laughs> Paddington. Yeah.
3: I, I have a feeling that's Joe's going three, to drop lots it. of bear puns today.
1: So, uh, the Brown family is played by Hugh Bonneville, of course, mostly well-known as the Chiefty Buckety-Muck of Downton uh, Abbey. Downton Abbey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sally Hawkins. And their two Love children. Her. There is also Jim Broadbent who plays a uh, immigrant eccentric eccentric shop antique owner, owner antique, antique shop them. owner, uh, and Nicole Kidman in part one is the villain. Who we learn spoilers that it was her father that found the bears and got excluded from the explorers guild geographer's guild that's right when he didn't uh bring back the trophy that this is required for, <laughs> they all
0: turn their backs on turn him your backs on this <laughs> it's so funny
1: yeah um but paddington does a lot and i won't make the comparison quite yet paddington is like another character the three of us love and that he is able to find the best in you show empathy for all and tear down the ideas, if you really think of it think about it, of immigrant fear in cultured white Western society. Mm-hmm. And uh that's that's part one. I don't know if y'all wanna kinda pause here and talk well, about part one Yeah, yeah definitely. Let's, let's, right, I of want Yeah, you know, a film
3: unto itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I should say a lot of really kind of clever writing, clever, of my opinion, CGI kind of um, uh, little diversions in the film that, mm-hmm. that that we see really well I think in part two uh, Nicole Kidman plays like a full blown Mission Impossible bad guy with blow darts and lasers who
3: apparently had trained to be even more fearsome in that role and was going to and had done knife work and so it was going to be thrown but the footage they filmed they felt was so threatening that they didn't feel comfortable leaving it in the kids Uh, film
2: and i didn't Mm. i'm
1: I'm kind of sick of myself talking we didn't get even get into the family dynamic which is a little fractured that paddington comes in and
3: right the family's in a period of transition of the kids just moved into new schools that I, I, I feel like there's some newness the
1: daughter certainly yes did. she's
3: very yeah. uh aware of her social standing she's right. needing to be and her parents are embarrassing and in, well initially paddington is too
1: oh yeah initially, initially and then
0: you you know you've got the wise. so tony Mrs. says burn. paddington's cool, uh, and paddington cool and then paddington becomes cool then paddington becomes cool because he but caught, he's been cool all along hair. yeah uh, yeah i mean the this movie at different points is like really giving like Wes Anderson yeah through and through you oh know? sure like, uh-huh. a there's lot a lot of that kind of art direction into it but what first of all it's really funny like yeah. it's a funny movie yeah uh, and it's, it's like it's smartly written it's it's funny it's smartly written it's really well paced yeah. it's a tight 90 yeah. or like 93 yeah. you know and it's just like beat 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 let's keep it moving High jinks emotion yeah. hijinks yeah. peril yeah. resolve tears you know yeah. like, no, it's, and, and it's 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 really it's it's solid. like
3: watching yankee liebes it back in 1973, the drummer for Can, like play just straight oh. through. That's this film rhythmically.
0: Okay. Rhythmically, I thought right? you
3: were about to do like a Colgate hour, I think you should leave
0: bit. <laughs> you know? Uh, not, but, this not, not this time. Not uh, this time.
3: Because that name sounded made up. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, folks. He, he's the drummer for Can. Okay. He, just saying, propelling something for 90 minutes. It feels like a tightly composed symphony.
0: Yeah. and And it does the thing that I'm always... Are we all
3: really
1: emphatically uh, joyous about this film? I
3: love this all movie. All right. I... Okay. Well, this is, I'm glad this will be a celebration. Look- oh, you're reserved. No,
1: I'm looking forward to us being able to talk about maybe films of our childhoods that brought us joy because as an adult, I found a lot of joy in this movie. And I'm, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and, and reveal it is a lot like Ted Lasso. Uh, okay. yeah, Ted Lasso yeah, yeah, yeah. and Paddington K- kind of British cut from too, from the same cloth, and throw the but with an
3: American sensibility, kind of thrust upon it to an extent. This is primarily British, but it has yeah. a little bit of a, an American. But Ted Lasso to
1: is a it. fish out of water. Yeah, was way out of yeah. His skin, oh, absolutely, and yeah. converts people to him one at a time, after another, after another, by just a being nice and b looking for the best in you. Absolutely, even when you come back to me, I'm just going to continue to look for the best in you and point well, out and he's, to you he's what cute your and best cuddly is.
3: enough to get away with it no no matter what cuz people aren't can't get
1: that mad at him yeah. i mean and you Paddington can't. does the same thing a fish out of water and i love that the film doesn't even talk about it's a talking bear like let's just ignore that we don't have to get bogged down in that but it, <laughs> but it is a but it is a bear you know so clothes. once we've
3: accepted that yeah yeah i no, i think that's a good point You need to get over that hurdle with kids. Most kids' films are going to throw a few anthropomorphisms at you that if you can't roll with, you you got to jump off now. So this, you're right though to point it out. It's like watching Fantastic Mr. Fox. Foxes don't talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think
0: I think the I think the I don't know probably oddest thing about the first movie is that it is kind of acknowledged a little bit but it's not like acknowledged as out of the that ordinary that they were remarkable
3: bears he didn't expect them to speak no, 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 when no. he first came upon them in the in not the...
0: even that when paddington shows up they're like like oh it's a bear but there aren't other
3: bears no no like there's not the other pe- bears. Pe- people
0: kind out. of react to him as if they've seen bears on like the subway a before kind you know of
3: speaking bear, but there
0: aren't yeah. other bears We don't live in a world where bears are amongst us. It's just him, and
3: we know that that uh, field research that was done was canned. Yeah, right. The Geographer Society didn't uh, didn't let it out. Yeah,
0: so. That I mean, that's kind of interesting. For a second, I'm like, okay,
1: where? How is this gonna? What's? (laughs) Uh,
0: But uh, you just you get over it pretty quick. Uh, I I certainly never got bogged down in it.
1: Um, But the 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 script is one I liked it. uh, In that, like, he's feeding the pigeons, and the pigeons begin to mill around him. Puts his sandwich away. The pigeons go away. He defeats Nicole Kidman by throwing a sandwich at her on the roof, and then the the pigeons descend upon her. Then all these little like little just deviations into nonsense that is done so well by watching actors play against type I'm thinking of Hugh Bonneville in drag as the the housekeeper yeah Mm -hmm. and then the reaction of the of the guard Mm -hmm. who's like completely harassing her yeah very enamored yeah (laughs) but when it's clearly a man just just wearing a dress (laughs) yeah and not very, like, well-done makeup either. You no, know? no, no, no. It's pretty, pretty yeah, transparent. I guess maybe was, uh, London is blind. I don't notice a bear. I don't notice that you're clearly just a man, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe. Well,
3: London, I think, He'll is more back, pansexual though. than most people realize. Okay. Wow. I, not not the more in the know. bear department, but more in the Hugh <laughs> Bonneville, you know. That might be illegal. Yeah. Uh,
0: but, so one of the things that I liked a lot about this movie is that it does a thing that I talk about a lot when we're you know discussing how good or not good a movie is and it's that it really capitalizes on the medium of film and visual storytelling to kind of give you the rundown on things narratively like th- when he kind of first arrives and he's and, and Paddington's up in the attic writing to his aunt and he's there's this kind of you know expository sequence where we the audience Via this letter to Lucy, are finding out things about this family and their kind of quirks and um, the way they interact with each other and stuff like that. And it could just be like him on the letter, but this like dollhouse opens up, and Uh then you you get to see everybody in their respective places doing their respective things, and not and that makes it that makes what could and would often be a pretty boring expository sequence, like really captivating and like fun to watch and like interesting to look at. And that that's happening constantly in this movie. Like there's, the way that the like staircase kind of mimics like his home, right. with the like tree or whatever, and then when things get sad, the leaves go away, and then at the end when everyone's back together and happy again, the tree kind of flowers. It's A tree again, painted you know. on the wall. It's yeah, it's, and, yeah incorporated exactly.
1: into the banister. Yeah, and and it's th- subtle like too. That. I don't, I don't, I didn't notice. I, I now that you mention it, you are absolutely correct. It didn't hit me over the head.
0: And there, and it, all of that, all of those kind of like, I think I. I I think magical realism is probably like a little too far in branding what that is, but those kind of things where they're altering the set deck and like the world that they live in or whatever in those ways, um, makes se- it works because the movie's about a talking bear. Yeah. So it's like okay, well I'm there already, so I'm not gonna get bent out of shape about the like wallpaper changing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so like it all just like works so well together. And it's funny, it's heartfelt, it's, like, all the performances are good, like, all the characters are, like, fully fleshed out. I mean, this movie is about, like, some of the stuff that we've already kind of touched on already, but it's about, like, how a life without risk is unrewarding and unfulfilling and you have to kind of, you have to step out of your comfort zone and, like, do things that are kind of scary because those are the things that yield the biggest rewards emotionally and, like, you know, in every other aspect of your life as well and we see that through the father mr brown and so like that character has a whole thing going on like the son is like nerdy but wants to be cool and doesn't want the kids to know and that comes into play more later you know Uh, and in the second one and you know every character even mrs bird like we don't know a ton about her but like we know that you know she's kind of the wise um sage thank you uh and so like She's probably the least developed out of everybody but we but she fits her role and we she, get a, There's and, an
3: archetype there. You don't have yeah. to work too hard to create her and she's good. And, yeah. and who who is the actress there? I'm, I'm forgetting uh I don't know, I didn't recognize the, That does a great job with the role. Yeah. She, As do all the performers in the film, right? Yeah. I think the you know Sally are Hawkins are is, and is awesome. Sally awesome Hawkins and everything. is incredible. Yeah. Love her and everything. Julie Walters. Okay. Julie Mrs. Bird. Bird. She's wonderful. Um Nicole Kidman's really good as yeah, the ice cold uh, so. villainess. Uh, it's all Th- the neighbor that uh, falls in love with her <laughs> uh, for a well, he's a former Doctor Who, right? Um I think you're right. What's his name? Peter Capaldi. Okay. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I recognize that name. But... Yeah, he was one of the doctors. I, yeah. Um So yeah, it has some recognizable British uh cool. talent in I like
0: Matt Lucas popping up as the cabbie. Uh oh, he's yeah he becomes the host of Great British Bake Off later down the road uh, <laughs> that's right and he, that's right and he guest stars L- Little uh, Britain
3: right I, I, he? I, I don't know
0: I, I I knew him from Community he guest British.
2: stars oh, okay. in an episode yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and the essential we've touched on it the essential conflict inside the house is that the father is a little overbearing he's the one that's uh, hasn't always been them initially no, oh no that was a fantastic flashback that was an awesome transition uh, there. it shows yeah. them going back it's him it's them the uh, costume makeup yeah, it's just not de-aged <laughs> Really much uh, it, when see, she when that
0: pregnant woman got off that motorcycle, yeah. I was aghast. Yeah, I looked at Carly and I was like, "She's fucking pregnant."
3: That's how they rolled. And then she comes out with the baby, and she's like, "You sold the bike." Yeah, while the, the, while
1: the while, the, while the wife is giving birth, the father has turned from a cool motorcycle guy into a uh, no he's more risk wrist analyst. I've got, he, a, he's I've like, got a family totally, to, yeah. to pr- protect, and they're on the roof, and uh, he, he has. All of his resistance against bringing Paddington in as a member of their family has dissolves and he gives a great little speech Yeah, that says, I'm paraphrasing, no, we aren't family, we aren't related, but all we have to do is love a person and they can become a member of our family. And so if you're gonna kill him, you're gonna have to kill us all. Nick, Nicole Kidman, fantastic delivery. Okay. Wait, wait, what a second? <laughs> what would you say? And of yeah, course everything works out just fine with the help of that marmalade sandwich.
0: And and Mrs. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. That was a Crow's
1: good Crow's nest.
0: I was fantastic. Like as so so as that scene's like building up, right? And it's like reaching its crescendo. Uh, i'm looking at it and i'm like the only thing that can happen is they're gonna throw this woman off this roof (laughs) are they gonna murder nicole kidman in cold blood in a children's (laughs) film like what is happening here and then yeah she's hanging she hangs she's hanging on the flagpole very very looney tune style towards the end uh which which was good it was
3: funny uh and keeps it comfortably in that PG territory. Yeah, and yeah. it
0: never gets like too dark or anything. Although they are going to stuff Paddington. That's well, dark, yeah. But, yeah. You know. It never happens, but it it's never a threat, happens, um, yeah, omnipresent
1: yeah. threat. Yeah. Now that's not the best movie of all time, according no. to Rotten Tomatoes for 15 minutes. No. The best movie of all time? Is it,
0: So is Citizen Kane
1: one again? Is uh, I? Saying? I don't know. I, I <laughs> looked that up. Uh, the best, the best movie of all time. According, the third best movie of all time, according to Pedro Pascal's character and on bearable weight is paddington 2 yeah now we're no i mean a sequel is already got a strike against it for most people because how often is a sequel superior to the original with rare exceptions right
3: people will point to godfather 2 as being one of those it's like oh a lot of people rank that one above the first sure there's a lot of people who say empire strikes back Mm -hmm. got a lot better than the original star wars I can go there. That, I would that's, agree with that, too. That's a superior sequel. So th- there are precedents for it, but it is not the norm. It is not the typical trajectory for a franchise no. to go from big, successful first film to big, successful, or maybe even more critically praised yeah. second film. The
1: first scene in Paddington 2 is Paddington going through the neighborhood and talking to the neighbors and you're seeing how he has created the highlight that he created in the family uh, in the entire neighborhood with the exception of doctor who but we'll just call him that yeah it's um,
0: like more evil yeah right? yeah
3: definitely well he doubles ride. down how well, many people are like
1: that though they're well, more like intolerant. they take a bad stance yeah. and they're just gonna double down more intolerant in. to the immigrant in his, in his neighborhood <laughs> yeah but um, <laughs> he's made friends with the trash man. He's made friends with the woman that's at the newsstand. He's made friends with every single neighbor, and they all are just happier that Paddington is in their life. Uh, a new neighbor on the street is played by Hugh Grant, who is a washed-up actor, he would even tell you, who now appears in dog food commercials. Right. he uh, Right. But he has been known his entire career, uh, prior to this slump in it, of, of playing all kinds of different characters. And, Chameleon-like. Uh, yeah. So Paddington goes to the antique shop to find the perfect gift for his aunt, who's turning 100, which is a big deal for a bear. Right. And he finds a pop-up book of London. Since you never could come to London, flashback of why they didn't come to London, uh, the aunt and the uncle, when they found Paddington. When Paddington came into their life, they had to put their trip to London on hold. Well, if you can't come to London, I'll send London to you with this beautiful pop-up book made from the... From the... Uh, from the help me the the it was the
3: uh collection of this woman who runs the who's like a fortune teller right who, who her,
1: her, her great-grandmother
3: her right. great-grandmother yeah uh m- she would
0: make one when she went to the new yeah, city having to do with
1: carnivals and and magicians and you know right uh but it's a very expensive book so he starts takes a thousand on quid yeah. takes on a bunch of jobs to uh begin paying for the book but then the which book is, is hilarious the book is stolen we know it's Hugh Grant. Lots of great hijinks with the job. Getting. The reason why it's stolen and the reason why Paddington 2 is the Nicholas Cage loved it so much is that the book itself is a is a, is a bunch of national treasure type clues to find the treasure it's a of the author. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Grant who's on his heels is looking for that treasure. So he steals who's the book defacing and... this book.
0: Yes. As the, That's throughout right. the uh,
2: oh.
1: no respect. No no regard as he goes from clue to clue and he's taking notes in the book. But he, uh, Paddington, gets framed for the theft of the book, goes sure to prison, knows. meets Knuckles, who is played by, help me, Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleason in a role I've never seen him do before. And he kind of like <laughs> that, just falls out, comedic it's, kind of it's thing. It's a lot. And just along Are you the way, about, uh, Kicks or not kicks, fingers. Oh, what was the guy? Knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all the other on, prisoners here. who Paddington warms their hearts, and you know, so there's this just this progression. It's, it's this dialing up of what we saw in the first film, and then it climactically comes together when the family's trying to to point out or, or, or uncover that it's Hugh Grant who they figured out is the villain, and two intersecting trains. Uh, going back to two weeks ago would have fit in just perfect with bullet train the yeah I know like you know perfect. actually i
3: had that thought as yeah. I was watching this where I was like oh shoot if we had realized this uh, it built to this crescendo right we could have totally justified so
1: more it. of the same i think more fleshed out characters with the family the family's got more to do the family we've come we're getting to know a little bit better or we have gotten to know them a little bit so now they can just kind of play for comedic beats and mm-hmm. you know heartwarming beats. And uh, I'll leave it there. And uh, as far as, what did y'all think? Superior to the first? Quickly.
0: Paddington 2 is no longer the greatest movie in the world. Oh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's a 99%. Along with Citizen Kane, which is a 99%. And it was dethroned by a curmudgeon named Justin Brown from a podcast called Medium Popcorn who said... Gave it a two out of five. Who said, "As a man who is dead inside, I couldn't f- fully buy into the world of Paddington, but I watched it with my son, and he did enjoy it, which is something." Just not for me. Oh, wow! Wait, read
3: that. Read the preface again. What does he say? As a man, as with no a man soul? who is dead inside, dead inside. Oh my god! as a father,
0: so R.I.P. That kid. This is, <laughs>
3: I feel. Have you read this guy's other reviews?
0: I I feel like a, I need. No, to... I, I clicked full review, but it's a podcast medium popcorn no, podcast i gotta either. listen to so it. so there's a whole episode mm-hmm. but to, the when you click on it when you click on full review it says justin and brandon get together for this bonus episode to review the highest rate highest rated rotten tomatoes film ever paddington 2 they discuss whether or not it warrants that rating the wild plot twist and what should have been a standard children's film and how paddington bear might be a parable for being black in society question mark
3: uh and it's, know, he's anyway. definitely an outsider. Any anybody could make the comparison that he's he's the other in this film. You're correct.
1: Well, there, there's no getting around it. Yeah. Um, and then of course the Doctor Who is the one who is the most distrustful of having right. these new people, an outsider come in move in into our neighborhood. Their, yeah. Right, right. I think even Nicole Kidman says it in the first one. It starts with the first one. Then there's going to be bears all over this neighborhood. Yeah. And then nothing will be the same. And yeah. that ramps up fear in a lot of people in our society. Oh, yeah. Manufactured distaste of a group of people that you know nothing about.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's true. And and so people who read those things into it, you're not wrong. Nobody's wrong about that. I mean, it, it is about the plight, mm-hmm. the plight of an outsider and what it's like to not be... But then how he's able to overcome that with this extreme... Almost like a zen like approach to you know kindness and generosity like he's always looking for ways to extend himself or to help the other person I mean this whole film is propelled by him wanting to be so generous with his gift to his aunt right. to somehow give her a gesture it wants to give her the experience of being uh able to see right. you know the London and so the emotional crescendo it builds to yeah you know
1: whew! it it, it does and it you see the formula now, yeah. Um, a celebrity cast villain, and I thought Hugh Grant was incredible. He's really good. I thought he was fantastic. He's funny. He's funny in this. Um, I like. I like. I have liked Hugh Grant from the beginning. I, I thought here he played into like him typecast of himself a little bit, and was able to play with that. Um, I thought the action sequences were fantastic. I thought that the prison scenes and all of the comedic kind of like, uh oh, here goes Paddington causing a problem mm-hmm. were great. Yeah. I thought the idea of Knuckles, the Gleason character, being a chef and Paddington breaking through that, you know, exterior to find out what makes Knuckles happy and then allowing other prisoners to share in it was fantastic. I thought that the, um, the callbacks again, like I said, with the pigeons in the first movie, after the father is passed over for a promotion, he goes to a midlife crisis, including something called, I'm going to get this wrong, chakra Uh which yeah. is yoga. Something like that. It's it's a, a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a, doing
3: a spin, spin on yoga. yoga, and you, and you, see-, you see a, a, a short... You know, comic bit of him falling backwards. Right, he and well he well takes and, yeah. his legs
1: with his hands, his feet, and yeah. then he puts him. He's sitting on his butt. and He puts his legs way far apart, and he falls backward. Yeah. Later in the film, he's got one <laughs> foot on one train and one foot on the other train, and then the trains begin to Classic. diverge. Oh man! And he begins to like go down to the John Claude Van Damme thing, or, or he, Buster Keaton, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you, yeah, and he, and you hear so fast, you hear the yoga instructor say begin with the legs and whatever and he go. I laughed out loud so loud in that because yeah. it came out of nowhere yeah. and again this actor is so serious in all of his other work that right. you don't expect him to be this silly there's so much just whimsical fun in this film that to me it vastly surpassed the first one as far as quality that's interesting
3: I, I don't know if I would call it a vast, vast surpass I wouldn't say it was a vast surpass but it might be a master class in following up the first film with something so similarly satisfying but distinct enough that it feels like it builds that character even mm-hmm. even further. Instead of characters, all, all the characters get some development in uh, the second film. It's I mean, I think it is impressive, um, but I, I put them pretty close to on the same level. These are but these are genuinely great family films, genuinely no great. Doubt. Um, you know, you could call them children's films, but I think family film
1: is more... And it does that Simpsons thing where there's enough in there for the adults to to be able to understand things that might go over the kids' heads. There's a little bit of that. And I always like that, you know. I like it when
3: it's done right. Sometimes it can come off as kind of... Dumb in its own way, yeah. I think. I mean, and well, I it worked I here for me. Oh yeah, no, it never. It never. I I thought it was very balanced. It's dry. It's British. Yeah. I mean, there's something I think gained from as wacky as some of the physical comedy gets. It's always anchored by some of these very stoic kind of British performer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're never gonna like explode. They're gonna keep it under control while all of these manic crazy things are going on around them. Um, so you, you love seeing that? I don't know. It's yeah. It's a very. I, I've always. I think British family films have always had like kind of an odd appeal to me. And maybe we'll talk about that more. Had you
1: watched this with your kids?
3: Uh, y- I, yes, oh, you had seen. Yes, this Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay, so definitely. They, Pedro
1: Pascal said Paddington Two. You could understand a
3: little bit of what he. No, meant. no, no, no. I should take that back. I saw Paddington One with them. Okay. I don't believe I watched Paddington Two, but they they had watched it on their own, and I was probably vaguely aware of it. It was probably an ambient presence at some point. <laughs> yeah. So I did not feel confident that I knew the second one okay. particularly well by its plot or whatever, until I watched it this time. It's the greatest heist movie since Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, it's pretty fun. I mean... Th- I, the, the Hugh Grant, I think, pulls it off. It's it's all about are you willing to go with his character. They do build a little bit of the backstory there with his. Is it his grandfather who, or great grandfather right. who was the magician who who stole the attempted
1: who attempted,
3: to, who steal attempted to steal it all the all the way back and whatever
1: and yeah. the, all so, the way down to the cloud burst of smoke that's that right gets he, him to escape. His a, family
3: must have had you know its book of secrets right. that uh, got handed down. Anyway, I I like that little touch the the carnival atmosphere of some of the scene, you know the the setting I thought was a nice. Uh, I, I like seeing that element. It's just a genuinely good film. Again, like I don't, I don't know if I could say like it differentiates enough where I feel distinctly that it is a better film than the first one. But they're both really, really good films.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's
3: you say greatest heist film?
0: <laughs> why? Well, You're like, hyperbolic. I'm you you didn't. Oh. Hyperbolic. I mean, it's it is. It is kind of a heist movie. I mean, it at is. a certain point no, I mean, was looking at it, I was like, this is a fucking heist movie and this is yeah. sick. Like, yeah. but there's like
3: there's even a jailbreak element.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. So that's the that that's the part that I was going to talk about was that it's like there's some like pretty like sad shit in this movie. You know, it's like it re- this one I feel like sad or emotional. A little bit of both. I mean, uh, it it does what you say that it does, David, which is that it takes everything the first one did just up a little bit Mm -hmm. and i think that tugging on your heartstrings it does it amps that up a bit in a really effective way and in a way that doesn't seem like it's just trying to make you like cry or like that it's doing it just to like fuck with you it's like doing it in service of the story you know what i mean like it, it all it makes sense that paddington's gonna be so sad that the Browns missed visitation. Yeah, and that's what's going well, to
1: prompt. After Knuckles had told them, they're going to miss the first yes, one, right? And they're going to miss the next one, and then they're going to the yeah. forget you.
0: And then, so that happens, and it's sad, and it's especially sad because they missed it trying to prove his innocence. That's like right. they were like doing that's stuff right. for it's him, because but,
1: they were
3: so dedicated that they missed it.
0: But he has no way of knowing that, right. obviously. And so, like, you feel so sad for him in that moment because, like. It's, you know, like being the last kid picked up from school, but like worse, you know, like that's a terrible. But still, it's comparable. It's a terrible. It's a terrible feeling to be the last kid to get picked up from latchkey or whatever, you know, because then you're like, oh, yeah, my parents don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I'm just like here by myself. I'll just, you know, whatever. I'm the coaches hate me because, uh, you know, I'm making them stay late at work and stuff and whatever. But um, but but it it serves the narrative where it gets him to go with the thing to get out of jail and that yeah. that whole situation and then it also sets up for knuckles to come back with all the with with the of guys course. to save him in the end which is like fuck yes let's go uh i mean i, I saw it come in a little a, sure. a, a bit but it's like th- that was another point i was like are they gonna kill this bear <laughs> <laughs> right this bear's gonna drown i mean if you started your stopwatch i know he was down there a long time. right. So was, so was so, the mom. So was Sally Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they're down there for a minute. but that, and also him going to jail is super sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And then of course, the, here come the waterworks at the end when Lucy shows up, and it's like, "Fuck.
2: I am mm-hmm. you know? not
1: kidding you. I was alone when I watched this, and thank God, because I wouldn't have wanted anyone to see the condition that I was in when A Paddington gets saved and the family is united. Good enough. Then, as you say, Carlos, you wanted to give her the book. So we did the next best thing. And
0: then the, she knocks on the door and she says, you should get that.
1: You should get the door. And you know what's coming. And and, and it's, 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 they're winding and, you like a watch. You know it's coming, yeah.
0: but then they perfectly
3: build well,
0: to no, that yeah. moment because okay. it's like, again... Well, you know, but like, he
1: doesn't yet.
3: He doesn't well, yet. Exactly. You're with him. You're, yeah. you, I mean, Paddington.
0: And then it's like... But but it's it's one of those things where it's like... I, when you see it so perfectly executed it feels effortless and it feels like oh of course this is the way that it is you know but uh, getting that balance of the amount of time between when she says you should get that not having it be instant because that's not really that gratifying no. but stretching it out the appropriate amount of time where it doesn't get grating like okay come on already and where you like you as the audience are so perfectly dialed in going there with him, and it the pace and the rhythm of it is right, so that you're never taken out of it or you're not shocked by how quickly that moment happens. Like, it's so well done, and I think it's m- so much more difficult to do than we think that it is to like hit mm-hmm. the nail on the head and like perfectly execute that moment. Yeah,
1: and it's done really, really, really well. We just and took another kid to college, right. My mom is having a lot of health issues. I, this movie, I didn't need it to be honest with you. I didn't need <laughs> that cork to be popped it, when I was alone at the office trying to wrap it up before I could come over here. <gasps> it was it was it was it was sickening and sad. <laughs> and uh, God, oh, we weren't watching together. You shouldn't together. feel guilty
3: over this. do feel why guilty. Are you this is exactly what you needed
0: it like yeah Kylie was like. a mess at the
1: end David, of it. David, David
0: leave me I mean, I mean I, I, mean, I was too but she's she shows it more than oh, I do God, but, but something I meant to mention in our kind of discussion of the first half uh, or the first movie was I, I double feached I went you back, just, to back. back to yeah. back back to back well, I, well I, I paused for about like 15 or 20 minutes to make dinner it was a pretty simple dinner so we got in and now we did the thing and uh, but before because I hadn't to- I hadn't told kylie that i was gonna make dinner in between so paddington won credits roll she's like okay let's put the second one on let's go bitch and was like she was like i she was like that was amazing i gotta see the second one right now (laughs) and i was like okay well give me a second but
3: uh, but you're right the spirits spirits good keep that we'll we'll resume later yeah
0: yeah and it and you know again perfect amount of time Perfect runtime, perfect pace, perfect rhythm, all the stuff, like all the moments with the guy, yeah. like it, uh, the guy, like all the jail scene stuff is so good. Fantastic. Uh.
3: The, the the set the the art direction we already mentioned from before it, oh yeah. it carries over the Wes Anderson level I think of it's tamps it a there's a lot
1: of fantastic cinema even a lot of
3: symmetrical composition yep. I mean yeah. it, it's it's definitely but uh Paul King right I guess we really haven't highlighted him he seems like an incredible talent based on these films um he he did the first two. See the director? Yeah, and he's doing this new Wonka film.
1: Ooh, okay, let's go. That makes me interested. I want to see this guy do something. I know Wonka with Timothy
3: Chalamet and Keegan Michael. Timothy, yeah. So like a prequel with Sally Hawkins too. So sign me the. Well, I think I'm just saying. Grandpa Joe gonna just decide to get out of bed and get out of bed. It's a prequel. It's prequel. The Mighty Boosh. He directed some of that. That yeah. makes sense. Oh yeah, and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, he's a, he's a British comedy guy who's been doing it since the early 2000s, but no, only more recently has moved into features. Okay. And the, I mean, to me, Wonka's Wal- Stock just went up. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely established himself. And I don't think he's just a uh, ripoff artist. With the, when I with the Anderson comparisons, it's not fair. He has a much juicier sense of humor, even though. It's dry British humor, strangely enough. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about how I classify the humor in this. But it's it's dry, but it's nowhere near as dark it's as Wes Anderson. A, it's
1: also not a full-blown theft. You can tell that he's been inspired by Wes Anderson. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, you know, there was, there was a conversation. Also maybe
3: a little, um, is it Je- <laughs> Jeunet who did uh, Amelie? Oh, yeah. Right, and, feel but, a little Amelie. But, it,
0: but it's also it's all in service of the story. Like the reason, I mean, there's a reason why all the inmates are in pink, you know, there's a, a, there's a reason for these things. Like, and I mean, I, I'm watching the bear right now and just always feel Hmm. emotional about food, but seeing these inmates like find this passion of fucking patisserie of all things, you know, is like, that's so cool. And then like, they all get super into it. And then even again, like, which just how good the writing can is across the board on all, on both these movies at the end, you get to see Hugh Grant do this dance number uh-huh. in the pr- same prison, yeah. like going down the stairs, like very like, you know, right. golden era, Hollywood, big show stopping number kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, it's funny, you know,
1: it's yeah. like, it's good. Flick. It's, it's a scene where, uh, one of the heist moments is, uh, Hugh Grant as a nun, at a famous chapel in... in St. Paul's Cathedral. Thanks, in London. And it's nuns carrying candles, and then he darts off to the side. Mm -hmm. Then we hear the story of a a night watchman who saw it happen. We see it from his point of view, from the the ceiling down, from the top of the dome down. Mm -hmm. And I liked these little touches in this film, because then you see the candle go off, Mm -hmm. but it's not at ground level. It's from... Also, uh, that night
0: watchman, our friend from the first movie who is was yet again enamored by a man in drag? Oh, oh is it the same actor? It's yeah. the same guard, yeah. and he's just like the most beautiful nun I've ever seen. Oh, that's that's right. And so that's right. Like
3: okay, movie. I you didn't put that all together. See, I watched him back. I to was going to say so the I benefit because I I watched yeah. them
1: separated a couple of days. That's. A... I am so pleased that we did this. I can see why it gets the level of love that it, that it does. Um, and it yeah. does feel like a movie. Movies. That are
0: very rewatchable.
3: Yeah. And they have to be. These are great family movies that, that you know, those films that as a family or certainly your children could watch repeatedly, yeah. if not as a babysitter, like the, always a good experience emotionally. Mm-hmm. It gets them to think. I mean, I think it goes a little deeper than most of your typical yeah, family I films. I think it gets into some issues that don't get explored. W- wonderfully acted. It's it's, it's a great, um, reliable you know family film which I think we're going to talk more about like w- we should what qualifies as family Let's films or what you All know right. um, but before we get there you when know, it comes
1: to family films this movie's a little against the grain
3: a little against the grain <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs>
0: there it is
3: that was good we have a brewery that really kind of si- suits that sentiment that you just uh, put out there against the grain Louisville Kentucky I brought you the Louisville Pale uh, and it's spelled I should say L-O-O hyphen a hyphen v u h l yeah, so you you kind of have this phonetic pronunciation of Louisville that I never got before I knew people from there. I always in my mind was thinking, Louisville or Lu- Louisville or you Louisville know, yeah Louisville. Louisville Louisville Slugger. Louisville. yeah um, what do always, you think actually
0: that's... that's funny. I always called it a Louisville Slugger. yeah I did too not, yeah. A, not a Louisville
1: right I, I thought this was I thought this beer was great. I thought this beer is a textbook a joe hilliard textbook pale ale i want them all i want that textbook just like this the hazy doesn't hurt it The hazy only helps it uh the 5.5 is a nice abv as you say this beer tasted tasted fantastic it is pretty
3: good i mean uh this is exactly what i want when something describes itself as a hazy pale ale nice body to it Mm -hmm. it's you know heftier than your typical pale ale um but that's nice nice and pillowy I got a lot of citrusy um kind of hop flavor but almost no bitterness on the back end. Really easy to drink. 5.5%. I mean, yeah. if I could get this all the time, this would be right up there.
1: Uh two, 2 weeks ago, I think we had a longer conversation about why is this called a pale ale? This is clearly an IPA. Right. It's so hop forward. That's not here. This is this is this is fantastic. Yeah. yeah really good.
3: Well, We've talked about some really good beer and a couple really good family films. When we come back from the break, we'll have a a little time to discuss what we think about family films in general and maybe some of where our mind goes when we think of the family film. When we return... Other taxi driver I don't know. <laughs> and we're back no, you, you, you don't want to put taxi driver up in your dorm room that that's a bad look that's a bad that's yeah, not
1: a great yeah. i would have put taxi driver up in my dorm room just to show everybody how cool i was well i mean
3: if you really if you had a bad first a year and you just in, wanted to come want back and, and kind leave. of bulldoze you could you could do that yeah that, it raises a, a lot of many questions. dates <laughs> Well, we are so not going to talk about Taxi Driver in the second half of this episode. Go listen
0: to our Joker episode if you want to hear that.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, but we are going to talk about family films, or, or at least the general concept of family films. The idea Family film is a genre? We, we, we don't have far-ranging discussions like that enough, in my opinion. Um, but to get that teed up, I did bring a beer that has kind of a thematic connection. This is... From Liquid Riot, which is a brewery out of Portland, Maine. And I didn't check before. I don't think I've brought anything back from them before, which is partially why I saved this. But the other part of why I saved it is because it's 12% alcohol by volume. Uh oh. This is described as a quadruple India Pale Ale. um, And it is called Number One Dad. We're a couple months past Father's Day, but the idea is this was brewed to be fresh and ready to rip. (laughs) <laughs> On Father's Day, um it's probably good at a quadruple IPA to let it mellow a little bit, but we'll see wh- where it sits uh as as Joe and I try to take this down tonight. It, as as two good dads, I think uh we deserve a number 1 dad trophy kind of beer.
1: Nama David. Along. Huh? Nama. Oh, we had Liquid Riots Nama. Oh, was it a rice lager? Japanese rice lager. Yeah. I love that one. Along okay, I did with, bring that uh, back. He Got Game. I think we drank it alongside He Got Game. Oh,
3: I I drank it from there. That's funny. I didn't oh, bring right. it back to you guys. Okay, so Sorry. it made it on
1: the show. It's our first time to crack it in person. Well, I'm together. glad I'm getting
3: to share some of their stuff. And what a different end of the spectrum here to go from a rice lager, which was probably like four and a half percent if that, to this beer, which is I mean, this I'm worried it's gonna be like Dogfish Dogfish Head 120 minute. It's just gonna be one of those like so extreme, why even bother multi grosses all get out kinda yeah i I don't like that beer, it's not a good beer It's not a good beer, yeah. uh,
0: but it's also like'll
3: nose more, is not as not as, as intense as one twenty minute
1: I'll go on this journey with you, all right, I mean one twenty minute's
0: like eighteen percent, so you're uh, still got waste you're go right you're right to, it's more it's to, more modest than
2: that
1: to to get to yeah. that, so you know. Well, I'm, I'm going to take my first sip, and uh, maybe hopefully by the end of the episode, I'll still be conscious. Go ahead. Yeah.
3: So it, it's funny because, you know, looking back, we really haven't done many films that I would classify as family film. Uh, we've it,
1: not done one Pixar film on the show.
3: No, we've done... Really? We, not really? one? We, and in terms of animation, we've done stop motion uh, animation with Wes Anderson uh-huh. and Charlie Kaufman. Mm-hmm. But have we done... Any straight like 2D or even 3D computer in? I don't in. think a lot. I'll look, look well, where we continue. It, was... it has not been a focus. It has not been a focus. Um, and I don't know. that that's, that's an interesting thing because I think people have made the case, and I'm one of them at sometimes, that certain family films come along almost every year that have. Uh, you know, storytelling that's worthy of attention, style that's worthy of attention, like, like what we're pointing out with Paddington and Paddington 2 in the first half, right? I think that are notable and noteworthy beyond just the people who would think of themselves as stereotypical family. Like, I have kids. I need to have things that I can watch with the kids. Even without that, that you want to see. Space Jam? Okay, well, but we not didn't fully re- animated. We did,
0: but we didn't really do that either
1: because the
3: that was the last episode. Lost Trash episode
1: Humpers. Of... Oh wait, I'm sorry, it's wrong. <laughs> column. <laughs> wrong,
3: wrong, wrong column. My, my bad. <laughs> but I love the idea of an animated version of Trash Humpers. No, that but it's be... an
1: interesting conversation. Plenty of the Marvel stuff, right? We've you know, plenty of the Marvel stuff. I know that kids are eager to go see those films. Uh, Spider Man, etc. Yeah, that's a that that flirts with family. Uh, we did one episode where we said bring in something that was important to you when you were a kid, and that's when we brought in Super Mario Brothers, garbage Pail kid movies, oh, and Transformers. Yes, and you can probably go back to that episode. It's episode. Still not animated. We, and we never did any Miyazaki. 82. We never did.
3: We did. This is a you know, the, it's good for us to search our souls like this occasionally and and realize those big blind spots because it's sad that we haven't really done much full on animation. Even if to pick a few of the noteworthy, like a Fritz the Cat or a um,
1: uh, heavy metal.
3: Well, I'd go back and watch it and I'd see what it. I thought of it. It's been a yeah. long time. That's one that I watched in fits and starts on cable so yeah. many times that yeah
0: yeah I, I animation's a big blind spot for me and especially because mo- most of my friends are big fucking nerds that love anime and stuff like that i just i've seen akita you know that's i watched it. dragon ball z as a kid yeah um but i've never seen a single have you watched the miyazaki no no nothing, nothing. that's a <sighs> I own a copy of Princess Mononoke, I just, yeah. but it's, my, I have a thing where I, for some reason I'm never just like, oh yeah, I want to watch
2: something. They're
3: animated. good to see in the theater, I'll tell you that. Like going to see them, I t- I've taken my daughters to see most of those films, certainly the Miyazaki-directed ones yeah. that have come, that have played either at the Cinemark or a few at the Alamo, too. And it's always better. Like I remember seeing Spirited Away on the mm-hmm. big screen back when it came out around 2000. Yeah. And it was just mind blowing, enjoy it like I I want that experience of his kind of film because it's just so beautiful. Like the, yeah. the artistry of it is beautiful.
1: It, it's interesting. If you're talking family films, it's films that, you know, speaking subjectively, films I watched with my family, my parents. Yeah. Or films that I watched with my children. And so so now I texted our kids, said anybody catch up with Paddington, anybody see these? And no one had. Because they're, now they're ranging <laughs> from sign, 22 yeah. to 16. Right. However, uh, Savannah has already got us to buy our tickets to the upcoming Howl's Moving Castle at Alamo. So that's a film that the, that's going to bring together me and my daughter on purpose. Mm-hmm. That's her suggestion. Mm-hmm. But I'm several years away from, hey, let's just grab everyone up and go see the new thing. Yeah, I'm I was able to skip minions. I was able mm. to I mean, if, if I'm thinking about because David, first of all, we like movies. Secondly, nothing is it's easier to kill two hours with your kids and just go see the movie. Mm-hmm. And on most weekends, especially around summer, there is one. Yeah, it, it may not be good. It, it may be great um i but, did
3: learn at a certain point how to skip those but but uh, there was a time where i would over with your kids you mean yeah did the yeah, kids yeah. try to
1: drag you to something that you oh, just they've flat definitely out asked see?
3: Me about many things where i'm just like eh, we can wait for that one sure. that's that one's not going to be a big hit for any of us but
1: i was happy that at, the, at their childhood i we were able to really go through a great time with pixar But but you you were timed well for a lot of Pixar. Yeah. 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 And and like I said in the first half, Pixar has always done a great job at speaking to children and speaking at adults, oftentimes at different times, sometimes Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Um, Some of the things that the the parents are weeping at at Toy Story, the kids are nonplussed about, you know. Um, But or they uh, just don't feel it that deeply right right. then. Yeah. 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 But Andy is me, you know. Right. Right, he is you, I assume, unless you're just soulless and heartless. Uh, but <laughs> he's I, not Paddington, dead yeah. inside. But then they got <laughs> they got older and didn't want to do that. And then mar- here comes Marvel, and that's where the boys certainly's attention went. Yeah, it was full blown that kind of thing. Right, and uh, you guys know that I've always been very liberal when it comes to introducing my kids to material that other parents my age and with the kids my my kids' age.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting they when your yet. son turned 13 and you showed him 120 days of
1: seven I mean, a really bold choice on your part. Sure. It's like, uh, you, yeah. I was going to try to throw Cannibal Holocaust in there somehow. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, didn't, I, I couldn't piece it together.
3: <laughs> Listen, uh, kid, you make it through this, you're a man. <laughs> we, may, we may not have bar mitzvahs on our side, but we got a dad and son screening a Cannibal Holocaust. I
1: saw I, saw, I shed my daughter the ring way yeah. too early. Uh, got in trouble for that with the ex-wife.
3: Oh, I thought you meant like the studio. You got a screener and you in no, <laughs> no, there. I, so no, got she it was it. way no, too young kidding. to
1: handle the ring that my son wanted to see. That's
3: interesting. How old do you, we would you say she was? Uh, I can I can figure it out if you give me a minute around yeah, around yeah. that. Yeah,
1: it might be too early. It, it Ten. Was, it was. 11 so 11. I got a
3: ten-year-old who's finally gotten to where she pushes to. Like Stranger Things became a, a big right. interest this yeah. summer. And Adela had already watched some uh-huh. of it. She's a little bit older. And so, yeah. you know, finally I was like, okay, fine. What's well, a peer pressure you in things should be fine. The,
1: they,
2: well, the you start hearing the, other do kids the older ones the older ones doing. I mean, doing.
3: I remember. I mean, so if we're talking about, you know, family films that I, you know, I saw very few animated films i might da- i think my dad had a thing against animated my films. very my, first
1: film in the theater was the rescuers whatever year that came out that was, that was animated. the first year i went to the movies. your mom take you, your dad By, both i don't remember okay One of my,
3: my dad was like the movie taking de- yeah. parent like uh-huh. my mom tended to do other activities on like sunday she went she loved going to flea markets and stuff with my grandmother and so i'd go with my dad at the movies and I don't think the man liked animated film. Now, I didn't push too hard, but I do remember seeing like trailers for stuff like the Care Bears movie hmm. and, and making a case like, oh, I want to go see. And of course, my classmates in whatever it was, kindergarten, first grade, were seeing that movie that weekend with their parents. But I couldn't talk about that with them. But I did get to start talking about Ghostbusters. That was a big early one that I remember being brought to and how exciting that was, which to this day, I think, stands up as a film. Um, so I think it has qualities beyond just being an of-the-moment kids film. I lucked into it, I think, yeah. as being one of my early favorites that I remember, um, you know, having that connection with then. Yeah. And it and it was around that time that, you know, just after that Back to the Future came out, mm-hmm. um, which would, I would rank pretty highly up there in terms of top family films. I,
1: uh, I think Goonies was sixth or seventh grade. Mm. And if you think about, like, Looking up at those guys on the screen, yeah. and the adventure that they were having, this wacky, yeah, amazing adventure that they it was were like having, Stranger Things of its moment. They it completely spoke to me. I remember my, my mother got very angry though at the scene where they knocked the Michael, Michelangelo's David off of the table and break his penis off, <laughs> and there's a close up of them trying
2: to yeah, fix and, the and they penis put it on back upside on. down. And my
1: mom, who was going through or- at that stage in her life, uh, a very pious. <laughs> Baptist thing. Okay, I got taken out of several movies.
2: Mm. Like
1: we're leaving. Did she take you out of that one. Took us. Took me out of Top Secret because oh. they're walking on erections and there's a lot of sex humor yeah. in that movie. A movie we should do on the show someday. <laughs> it's it's a
3: good movie. Yeah, Val Kilmer, Zazz team, right? Airplane mm. guys. I yes. Think, yeah. yeah, I
1: think it is. You're right. Um, so my relationship with film didn't come at me with my parents yeah my, my parents didn't introduce me to that much also think about sorry carlos hold your ears close your ears my age I, I, I we didn't have blockbuster that wasn't really a thing right so the so when we first got our vcr and i was in fifth sixth grade i rented time bandits 25 times
3: you know now that's one that i saw on hbo quite is a bit is that the terry, Gilliam, terry Gilliam, Yeah, yeah. Uh, ki-
1: a kids movie uh but not, you know, It well, it's was Terry Gilliam. Yeah, fa- now that's a fantasy. A good, that's film. a good family film. Um, watch that. You know, you'd go to the VHS place, and there were thirty movies available, and <laughs> I, you'd get Superman over and over and over, or 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 Time Bandits. Yeah, um, you relied on the network Saturday Night Movie. Yeah, like I remember when Jaws yeah. was on ABC. It was a big damn deal. Like we're going to watch that movie that you can't get on VHS. Doesn't mm-hmm. exist. You're going to be able to see it again, you know? Um, it wasn't until high school that I really got into film. And so by then I wasn't doing it in the family way very much <laughs> in a family, way. in a
3: family yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. what, what... When you were coming up, that was nice. I've already
1: you sh- talking about your parents watching movies with you
3: often. But but you've also you you've Probably. highlighted at least Space Jam as being a key early film. <laughs> I mean, you. it was
2: one I watched a lot. Yeah, yeah. That,
0: but like you know, I I was I was born. And the doctor
1: issued a VCR right alongside, right? You know right. what I mean? So like right. I, it was it was by then and, it was
3: included as standard yeah, operating it was covered with medical insurance. Yeah. I think yeah, a yeah, new VCR
1: mm, to take home with your child to right.
0: put Baby Einstein in to make him smart. Uh, well, they called it daycare is what it mm-hmm. was. They yeah. just pop a tape in and uh, see you there. Right. Um, but yeah, so I so I always had that, and like my parents had like tapes and stuff. Um, so I, I did watch that. batman and robin i watched a ton the, uh, those were like distract me movies though like i can't really start thinking of i don't really have a lot of memories of going to see movies like as a family i guess probably the earliest was that, that i can remember was phantom menace okay and we went and saw all those when they came out unfortunately um <laughs>
1: No, at that age, you loved those, I imagine.
0: No, yeah, Yeah. but they are terrible. Uh, Well, by the third one, I was like, "Mm, "This kind of sucks." It's not. It was just (laughs) we're not going. Yeah, no,
1: we're not going down that road. Um, But Shrek. Oh, that was a big hit. Yeah, big one. And that would have been one that I think appeals to adults and kids. I mean, yeah. As I've gotten gotten older,
0: I've realized there's like. Dick jokes and like yeah. all this other stuff in there that I didn't pick up on, but probably, probably the like strongest movie memory that I have with my parents is going to see School of Rock in the theater uh, with my dad. That's a good
3: one. Yeah, I was uh, too. I was too old to really appreciate that as a child going to the theater
0: because that was two thousand three. Right. Right. So I was, yeah. al- I was eleven. We were living in Tucson at the time. Yeah. So I was definitely 11 because we were in Tucson. We were only there for a year. Um, and we went and saw it, and it was like, I was like starting to learn how to play guitar around that time. And so yeah. I like had, I was at, I was in a similar place that those kids were, like, you know, developmentally and being, being taught and then, yeah. how to play those licks, like smoke on the water
1: yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, if School of Um, Rock is on right now stop everything I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna watch it every time I watch that movie all the time it is so
0: good it's so good yeah and my dad's not a movie guy like at all my mom's the one that showed me Evil Dead and like I mean Princess Bride was probably our like biggest family Mm -hmm. movie but we've already done an episode on that
3: we Um, did that counts as a family movie episode no doubt for
0: sure it does yeah and for I mean in my house that was once a month sure basically
1: like we watched that movie I I watch that. Movie I like a that while. a
3: lot. I don't. My I don't think my dad or mom ever really locked into that one as being a favorite. Sadly.
1: Yeah. See, like you said, watch it once a month. Aislinn's folks at Christmas time. We are going to watch Christmas Carol. We are going to watch uh, Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Just clear the calendar. It's happening. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't do that stuff. I did not get any of my movie stuff from my folks.
2: Yeah. I yeah, think
1: I'm, I remember trying to introduce them to some movies. Well.
0: I think what it was for me is that my parents liked they like or my mom more so. Yeah, likes movies actually. Have I ever told you about my parents' first date? Uh, start, tell no, us. And I'll, so. I'll let you know. If you know.
1: <laughs>
0: Did they go to a movie? My, so, uh, just a little context, right? Taxi driver. My dad. <laughs> oh no! Oh, just just like in the hold film. on to your pants. Uh, my dad's a fucking western guy right like he's a tcm man okay. he's like always watching these like older like kind of not not really even the good ones you know what i mean just the kind of mindless action of that time my dad know, was whatever. The same way. he likes that shit i don't know why <laughs> um that in like news you know it's like what he watches he's like, and and now it's it's interesting now that like i'm out of the house and my i mean my brother lives there technically but like he's out and about a lot you know he works and goes out with his friends whatever yeah. <clears throat> And my parents have a smart TV now that they understand, and it's not, like, something that's done, like, through a console or some other apparatus. It's, like, in the TV, and so it's easier for them. But now they're, like, watching Stranger Things, and they watch Jane the Virgin and all this stuff, like, to get the two of them together. My entire life, they never watched TV together. Ever.
3: They were waiting for you to leave.
0: no. My dad would go into the bedroom and he would watch NCIS or like whatever yeah. those fucking shows. Right. And my wow. mom would be outside watching tennis or like Desperate Housewives mm-hmm. or Food Network or her and I are watching some movie or something like that. Never watch TV together. Wow. All of a sudden they are now, which is really
3: Did you ever cross over that. and watch with your dad?
0: We both liked the original CSI a lot when it came out. Okay. We both watched Lost together. Was it, who was the lead on that? Seasons.
3: Was that David? Uh, wh-
0: I never knew what the guy's name was. He the, had gray hair. Mark oh. Harmon. Um, no, that's I don't know. No, that's, that's, NCIS. Well, Mark Harmon's NCIS. Uh, Caruso was Miami. Caruso. That's Caruso's what, Miami. That and he's red hair. No, okay, and red hair. Um,
3: so who was the? I first don't one? remember what this guy's. Okay, name anyway,
0: was. it doesn't. It, it, but it was, and it was that one. I mean, that was kind of a thing where it was like because he l- for manhunter
3: is yeah
1: he? i was about to william look up peterson something?
3: william peterson okay
1: i wanted yeah. to get there the
3: first Adam? i mean he's not a, a minor actor no. like we, we should appreciate he, he okay. was yeah I, 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 I know no i i feel bad that i was dismissing him as just like i can't remember and now
0: he's og what do you mean?
3: CSI. Oh, he well, he got replaced
0: thing. by Ted Danson, but at one
3: point... Oh, his, on his on, on particular CSI, series, yeah. it, he got replaced by Ted Danson? By Ted Danson. Did he come back from the Ted Danson replacement era? So. No. I
0: think the original one got canceled, and it was just like Miami okay. and whatever other fucking CSI. But my point being, like, that's probably the one of the only shows that, it, that... Well, I guess we watched like Eight Simple Rules. We'd watch Two and a Half Men together sometimes, but that one was one that I remember because... I don't know if you guys watched that show when it came out.
3: Which one?
0: CSI, the original
3: yeah. one. Not much.
0: I have not watched it one was episode of CSI. Violent. Like yeah. it was yeah. really gory cuz they would do Blood. this thing where the camera would go into the wound oh, okay. and like examine like how the knife made the right. thing and that's how they With tracked like a, maybe to the whatever a or the talking about or the bullet wounds. Yeah, they I mean the, the body would be on the autopsy table Slicing. and the and the Forensic, whatever it would be like, and and it was graphic. Like, yeah. and my mom would be like, "You shouldn't let him watch this." And my dad's like, "Oh, it's fine, you know, whatever." But, um, but yeah, my experience with movies and my parents, like, famously, I didn't see Jaws until I was like twenty eight, right? Yeah, and it this, was on this podcast. Yeah, and it was because those types of things, my parents were never really like, "Oh, you got to watch this," uh-huh. you know what I mean? For me, it was like I remember seeing the Evil Dead tape in our cabinet. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. is this? This looks crazy. And I was like, you can't watch that. And then I was like, well, now I really want to watch right. that. You know, and so like. So I'm waiting for you to leave. Go ahead. They like movies, you know, and they, so they would have the same with Austin Powers. The first one, the VHS tape was in our house. And I would just nag them and be like, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. And eventually they'd be like, all right, fine. Like, watch it.
1: Don't, that's just what horny means
0: <laughs> well that's now that was the biggest one as far as movies I saw when I was a kid that I rewatched as an adult and I was like I didn't get half these jokes uh-huh. they were just delivered in a comic way and so I was like oh this is funny right like right. but I didn't understand what it I was I get jokes ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at look at
3: me laugh with you fellow humans <laughs> you know um, <laughs> no, or you can just get a kick out of the delivery with a lot of it you know that's, like, just well, that's what it was delivery. For me. yeah yeah
0: like uh I, I didn't get the a lot of vagina thing obviously when I was like 10 or nine or whatever no you didn't but, get a lot of vagina And you shouldn't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean nobody but but the when they' it's a it's like the same scene with that with that character they're in like the like jacuzzi to get the wet wooden kind of hot tub situation and she says to him you know in Japan, Men the come men come first and women come somewhere. second. and yeah. He says, "Or sometimes not at all." And I, I was laughed at that because I was like, "Oh, he's he's being funny." Clearly, you uh-huh. know. And then as I got older, I was like, "Oh, that joke is actually really funny <laughs> <laughs> and accurate." But yeah, but my, but yeah. So my mom was usually the driving force, movie wise. My dad just watches old westerns. Their first date to come back around to that. Yeah. My mom took my father, who is a very very square man, to see the cook the theme oh i think you, you did to mention totally this yes yes <laughs> and i think we
1: said at that moment i saw that at Ciné six i think i was sitting next to your folks <laughs> uh, and we should do that on the podcast i would lo- i i don't have a copy of it and so mm. there's and there's no I, way to I watch have, it i have it on dvd you can't do. you can't do rent you? it yeah, I do. try I do. the cock uh, it's yeah. a delicacy uh. and you know where it's been it, it, I've seen that movie one time and I, re- I remember that line. It's a great movie. It made a big impression on me.
0: As I can imagine,
1: it is quite a film. Yeah.
0: But. Yeah, how how she got a second date? I love I'm how sure on beer
1: in a movie though. when we're talking about family films. We veer <laughs> eventually into the, cook, the thief his wife her lover. Well, that's what happens when you give it over to Carlos. He well, it, takes because it in. We're,
0: because we're talking about our relationship. to films, family, and, and our and, parents yeah. like yeah. introducing. Well, us
3: similarly, like, really. I think like as a, I didn't grow up with a household that was about family. Like I think my mom liked some family films well enough, but she was not really a seeker of films she would she liked watching a lot of she loved soap operas that that was like kind of her main media diet what was soap was operas soap opera and team. reading lots of books she was she was a big reader she was a big yeah. watcher of soaps she liked serial narratives she liked being tied up in a story for a long long time which i can appreciate and i do have serial drama that i like And I I watched some of it along with her. I watched a lot of Days of Our Lives and a lot of... uh, um, All My Children. uh, Another World. Those were two of the big ones. There was also As the World Turns a little bit, I think. But I think the timing of that was usually when I was at school, so I didn't... Price is Right too, daytime television, big no, thing. Nothing
1: better than being home to sit from school, mm-hmm.
3: watching Price watch or, or in is the easy. summer on a on a day when I didn't feel like uh-huh. being outside because it was too hot or whatever. And when you got the Matterhorn guy, the <laughs> Yolliololololol, that was the best. Plinko, I was always a Plinko guy. Plinko is like, new school, but I love okay, okay, I'll I'll give Plinko. You Plinko. Well, okay. So you know that's a, but my dad, he didn't like I said he wasn't really interested in what I would think of typically as family films, except for the few that kind of often with a sci fi he. Liked the Spielberg stuff. Clearly, he took me to see that. He liked Star Wars well enough. He would take us to see the like. Although I think I only saw Return of the Jedi in the theater when I was actually a kid. Um, Sorry, (laughs) I I was a little too young. I mean, I wasn't born for the first one, so that that one escaped me. That way, I've seen
0: any of the original in the theater.
3: I saw them when they re-released in the late '90s, when they did those uh, digital effects uh, mm, yeah. changes. My folks were and... so
1: not into movies that they we did not go see Star Wars. Mm. But as a child, and then when Star Wars figures hit, yeah, we were going to go to Empire or Return. Or uh, Because we were,
3: it became that kind of cultural it, phenomenon. It, they knew for, that you... Right. It, it, it wasn't just Joe coming home from school like, Mommy, Daddy, we got to see this. It it's, wasn't just college this, nerds. It you was, cannot deprive yeah. a child of this nope. opportunity. It's, this child won't be able to talk to any other children. Correct. If they don't know these
1: things. If you want your kid to sit alone in the cafeteria, don't let them go see Star Wars. <laughs> and I there was never fear of that. In fact, the only thing that got my folks to let me do um, sinful pop culture was the peer pressure yeah it was a weird house david carlos was a weird house uh, but yeah I, got, I did see return and empire in the theater yeah yeah and um sine an six you know that was mm-hmm. that was the theater for it's very local it's, yeah I'll, I'll move on um but then again having kids i got to get through pixar i got to go through um I'm trying to think of some of the titles that shrek certainly Um, VHS into DVD and then the day that you sell your DVD for like all your DVDs for 12 bucks at half price because Mm. your DVD player broke and it didn't even make sense to buy a new one
2: uh, but but now
3: your life's in shambles at that point point. Yeah. i just i somehow see Joe at a worse point than he's ever and just and shuffling on the right, side of the and, road you know, there rejecting the newer
1: technologies <laughs> because you're getting to that phase of your no, life
3: no i get that it's hard although i have i definitely have especially uh folks in the uh critical uh scholarly community who want to have their hands on physical media that they actually own where somebody can't take that away from them. Well, you know? I think
0: HBO Max is proving that uh, that fear is justified right It is now. totally
3: justified. There's... Uh, hey, there's stuff all the time. When we went to watch Wild at Heart, you can't stream that can't one, stream folks. It. You gotta get a hard copy of that.
0: And, like, it, there was like there was like a news item for a while like i don't know a year ago maybe two years ago i think it was probably during the pandemic but about how when you buy a film on amazon you don't actually own that film like it can go away right and it says in the fine print like, oh
1: yeah at some point this might not be available to you anymore or if you violate your any kind of agreement you have with amazon for anything they just turn all your shit off
0: yeah so you don't actually own that you just have a longer-term
3: rental. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know. I, I've got to tell you that... But I've got Uncut Gems on Blu-ray, and I can watch it whenever I want. They say... And Jeff Bezos he, can't stop
1: you. Me. You keep that disc in good shape, buddy. That's right. Use the doctor disc and uh, put it uh, down and squirt the juice on it, and then you... I would love it if you didn't call it juice ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have one of those shop They <laughs> say that every parent will take the best of their own... Parents' parenting and duplicate it mm-hmm. and the worst of it and get rid of it. You know, that, 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 I'm going to break that cycle, or that's not a thing that I want to instill in my children. The you lo- want to bring the worst, is what you're saying. Right. I want to bring the worst, which is why I showed my daughter the ring because I, wa- <laughs> I want her to be scared. No, I am happy about the relationship that I have with my two children about film because now they give me every
3: other thing no yeah. no good no, 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 no. <laughs> film is no I'm no, just don't kidding. ask me for money you've done a great job film
1: but, is a logical extension of how great your relationship but my son was is. as enthusiastic about good time as you were Carlos Ooh. you know I mean he, he has introduced was. me to friends to friends to films he's, it's 12% working g- <laughs> so he's introducing you're saying good movies.
3: time is his reaction to good time is what convinced you it was something well, yeah he'll immediate.
1: text me and say hey uh, have you heard of blah 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 And chances are I have, because we talk about movies all the time. But sometimes
2: you haven't actually seen it. Sometimes I haven't. He's
1: turned me on too, you know? And uh, so... Family-wise at this stage of the family, I mean, film is an important part of me and my kids' stuff. Be
3: careful. Before you pass the torch, be totally confident that he's really going in the right direction. I think there's some good signs, but I don't know that we're ready Uh, for you to lay off. I'm pretty happy
1: with it. He's about to turn 22, and at some point you just got to cut those apron strings all of the way. He says he prefers the IMAX theater, but he's got one that's um, right down the street. From him. Where he's living, yeah. He wants to go to the IMAX if he can. And I, I brought the boy up well, I think. I, I think I brought the boy up well in these things. That's
3: I'm cool. glad to hear it. I, I said, is it
1: real IMAX or fake, fake IMAX like ours? He said, it's fake like ours, but, you know. But he still likes to see it. Yeah.
0: Do we talk about that? About how I saw... Um, nope, twice? Mm-mm. No. I didn't know you went to go you see went it You went to see oh, it right. in IMAX? Uh, I, th- I think it was... I Okay. It was because I saw it after we recorded the episode. When I went to see it, I went and saw it in IMAX mm-hmm. at Century 16. We recorded the episode because I went – actually, I went and saw it the day that we recorded, now that I'm I'm remembering, because I said, like, I don't know if I've had enough time with this yet.
2: No points uh, off.
0: And then, like, probably a week later, Kylie and I went to go see it because she didn't get to go with me when I watched it for the show, and she really wanted to see it. We saw it in just the normal digital presentation – Big difference. Seeing the same film in the two different theaters, Uh big difference. IMAX is much better, even if it's not real. Wow. The picture quality is better. The sound is better. Well, the only thing you're losing is the size
1: of the screen. No. Inaccurate. He just said the picture
3: quality better and the sound is better.
1: In our fake IMAX, it's the size of the screen if you go to this. The picture quality is better. I'm not making myself clear. Our IMAX is the best you're going to do in town. Okay. Yeah. The difference between our IMAX and the one in San Antonio is the oh. four times the screen. Oh, okay. But it's still the same size print run through the same camera, just projecting onto a smaller. screen. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Did I don't know there?
1: that I need the screen to be bigger. Well, you do if you're going like through an Alamo uh, documentary. <laughs> it needs to be big. All right. I.
3: I'm a big fan of the big screen so I I, I will go for that when I have access to it but I hear what you're saying Carlos I want to see these films generally in the best quality I possibly can whether it be a family film whether it be a genre film, whatever, what have you. Um, it, Are it, you
1: taking your kids to go see Hal's Moving Castle in, in September, I think? Um, September? I
3: hadn't made it planned. We've gone to see it before. Okay, that is one away. of them, but, but I would absolutely go again with them.
2: Okay. Might uh, you that
3: one. It's a great one. It's a great one. Because I've never seen but it. But really, all of his film. I mean, Spirited Away, Do Not Sleep. I mean, I, I, I feel, but he hasn't seen it. So I, I usually I would feel like I'm being a condescending sure. asshole saying... Oh, don't sleep on Spirited Away, folks, because it's widely praised. Well, Lots of our people know film-loving it.
1: Film-loving base of fans. Has so seen I don't Spirited want to come away. off as
3: condescending, but boy, if you haven't seen it, see that movie. That like you're not going right. to regret seeing Spirited Away. And and you're going to recognize some of the imagery. It's felt it, it's come out of the film. You'll see some of these characters and you'll be like, "Oh, man, I've seen that shit on t-shirts. I've seen that, yeah."
0: Yeah.
3: Well, family films? You know, it's true. We have not done a whole lot of them, um, but we have feelings about them and we have thoughts. And I, the thing I would never really got around to saying, so I'll put it out there, is it took until I was an adult to really go back and see a lot of animated films I, when I became interested in film as something to study. Then I had a reason to kind of say, like, well, I need to see it. Like, and I had seen a lot of Walt Disney shorts. They, they were collected and put on things like the Disney Channel wow. back in the day. You know, yeah. you could see these. Or Looney Tunes. I mean, so I had seen some I was classic. A Looney hand- Tunes kid. Yeah.
0: It was I, still a thing when I was a kid. Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry were things that were still very prevalent on cable that i watched a ton
3: of i grew up on those for sure yeah i mean those were those were big presences but the feature disney stuff i had not really seen that was not stuff my parents took me to see i remember kids going with because they were they were great about re-releasing those films every few years you remember there would always be like the The vault yes from
1: the disney vault what's on your mind What what are you thinking about
3: like Snow White, okay. uh, Cinderella, uh, Beauty you know, and... yeah, any of those classic Disney films. Right. A lot of the princess films, but certainly even just the
0: Sword and Stone was that Disney. Yeah, one? that I was like that one a lot. Um,
3: gosh, what are some of those other? You mentioned the Rescuers, Winnie the Pooh. Um, you know, there, there were several.
0: Can't wait for this new Winnie the Pooh movie.
3: Is that have you seen oh, it? He, oh, you...
0: he's, he's like a the horror ones. Oh, yeah.
3: that one? Oh, that looks so funny. Kind yeah, of, it looks yeah. sick. I mean. Take I can't tell. It, it could be like Willy's Wonderland fun, or it might just be. It could be trash, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, um, well, so we, we've talked about family films, and I and I think that again, you know, whether whether you're somebody who is drawn to them because. They appeal to your time in life, that you have you know, kids, a mixed audience that sure. you're watching with, or be somebody you want to seek out. I think there are films that stand out. Is this beer from Liquid Riot?
1: I just want to say one more thing. Oh my God, you killed I my segue I love that down. Paddington 2 is available for parents right now. Yeah. Because I sure. would think that if you're... I, I would think, and I, I, like I said, I skipped the Minions and other... Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I, I, I know the titles, but I don't know the content. You probably do better than I do. I and,
3: yeah, it's not cloudy, but the, and to the,
1: me, yeah. everything seems to be just a little bit not as good as it used to be. Though in a Paddington a Paddington Two, every once in a while, and I think that our kids have a little hope here.
3: I don't think there's been a any degradation necessarily. I think I think there's been a pretty consistent number of good versions of these films, and then a pretty consistent number of second tier versions yeah. of these films and the second tier definitely is the one that is more ha- has greater volume that if you don't watch out you're going to end up getting your feet caught up in and you're, you're going to be get watching bad pixels taste. yeah although you know that's one that i i've never watched pixels why would you I get, because I got... Yeah, right. Why would I? <laughs> I? I did. I avoided it for good reason. But the sad thing is there's ingredients there that, I mean, I sure. I can like yeah. an Adam Sandler film. Right. Yeah, for Adam sure. Adam Sandler um, in
1: the classic arcades. Come on. I am curious to get your take on this, a quadruple IPA. We don't have that often on the show, 12%. Why is it a quadruple? They're going hard, hard, hard on the malt, hard, hard, hard on the hops. Right. Sometimes it can wreck you. Sometimes it can be a flavor...
3: Yeah, you you best protect presents. yourself before you. What wreck did you yourself? think of this
1: number one dad from Liquid Riot, which you brought all the way home from Maine?
3: I I was impressed with how balanced it is. Mm-hmm. It's it is still a big beer. Like yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm I'm feeling this as I'm drinking it. It's yeah. not something that I'm going to be able to just toss back no, or even injured. want more than one can of. Which is why I'm glad I'm splitting this can here. Yeah. Um, this is very tasty though. I think. What I was worried about with the 120 minute, like you, you're you pushing just to be extreme and you're almost like trying to give people like an endurance test of a beer. I don't think this is doing that at all. This is like, truly, I think they're trying to congratulate you as a winning dad. Hopefully, this is a pretty hard beer to get your hands on. They don't brew a whole ton of it. Um, it's something that you would give that special guy in your life, that father figure, right? I mean, whether it be in, you know, whatever sense you want to take that george michael or otherwise
0: we get caught is up this is what i always think of we get why wouldn't ca- you i mean put your you tiny know. hand in my and
1: listen to what i'm saying you we get caught have... up sometimes in comparing the two beers that we've drank which which is not fair to either of the two beers they weren't brewed in the same place and they didn't know they were going to be compared if i'm at a bar though and i'm drinking more than one beer oh yeah i'm gonna go all over the map if they've got a map, I'm typically going to try new things, you know, whatever. So I could see myself drinking these two beers in a bar side by side. If I'm if I'm driving, maybe not this one. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Smart. The first beer is a, like I said, textbook pale ale. Everyone's kind of knows what I mean when I say that. It is hazy. This one, though, it, it, it's a beer that's trying to get you drunk. Twelve percent twelve percent in a can that's the it is the point, yeah, twelve percent in a bottle of wine you're gonna share that with friends, you know you're not drinking a bottle of wine. you gotta wine. share bottles of wine <laughs> well, you should just put two bottles of wine to. in my uh dome cap with the tubes that are down to my mouth. But- <laughs> in this case oh my god i'm gonna say oh. different wines red on one side white in the
0: other and it's a cuvee <laughs> it's in a, your mouth it's a cuvee <laughs> that's of rosé how you, i mean oh my that's god that's how you
1: make white zinfandel though. yeah right that's exactly it a quadruple oh. ipa though you know what's going you know what you're going to get going in you do and so therefore if i'm putting this up next to compared to 120 from dogfish this wins
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's more subtle it's exactly as you say it's more subtle it, it, but but there's nothing subtle about this beer. They're 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 going hard at you with those flavors, and they've done a really really good job doing it. Uh, so thanks for bringing this all the way back from Liquid Riot. I think I said a sentence in there somewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's I possible. Think you, I think you, there's probably many things we could segment into a sentence sure. there. Yeah yeah. I'll chop it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We'll fix it in post. Well, that's right. No, I'm kidding.
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to after hours <laughs> oh, you liked it though David uh, did you say how you felt about it or yeah you...
3: I said I, it was balanced it was okay. definitely yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: it's just an occasion beer is my point if I'm going to the bar yeah. and I'm, I'm going to get a oh, quad yeah. IPA it's an occasion well it's meant to be it's a, it's yeah. a father's
3: day gift of a beer it's, sure. a, it's supposed to be a once in a very great great no. while to celebrate a rare occurrence if I
1: go to the barbecue and I drink two or three of these no uh, oh my god I'm t- I'm, no. you'd
3: face plan into the grill yeah. <laughs> it'd be, it'd yeah. be bar barbecued
0: joe before. sure yeah. no, I just,
1: no. where's joe i think he's over in, no it's in like the, the, the
3: um
0: um bourbon county the the balconists right or barrel aged one the one that like i almost didn't get and then i got and then yeah. he sold yeah. me one they know, released right, their right,
1: menu right. for 2023 yeah, <laughs> um but
0: eh, it's just the coffee i guess uh, barley wine um but <laughs> but that was one that i i bought You know, where's the London Fog? Spent like uh, not this year. No Mm. candy out. No caramel apple this year. But I bought that one that you know aged in the special barrels or whatever. Forty dollar fucking bottle. Uh, Came in a bag though, which was a little cloth bag around it. But Mm. I sat on that thing six months, seven months, because I just it was like we had had it on the show already, I think. And you know, not a lot of people when you bust out a fifteen percent. Super duper barrel aged stout are gonna be like yeah let's fucking do it you right, know what I right, mean and so right. I like I sat on it for so long until I finally had an opportunity to to yeah. crack it open but this yeah an occasion beer is what I'm getting there are those beers that are for occasions that you know
1: aren't aren't staples in your
3: can't be uh, shouldn't be. shouldn't
1: be yeah uh, off the top of my head I don't remember what episode it was David that you brought that um barrelled souls honey and I said the, at my birthday I'm going to open that the up the honey pot yeah, yeah. I didn't oh. <laughs> I said this isn't the occasion for it and I put it oh. right back on the shelf and I'm going to enjoy that in, in the future time because so I right. want the, you one or both of you guys to be there when we open all that right, up all right.
0: all right well it's uh, been a, a family friendly episode of Beer in a Movie I for the say. most part sure. we did uh, talk
3: about Cannibal Holocaust yeah. and show your daughter <laughs> the tonight so. yeah no but we, we brought up that. some bad stuff sorry folks do not take the explicit <laughs> label on uh, this.
0: But, you know, the best thing about this podcast is that the conversation doesn't end when the episode ends. It continues on all of your favorite social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and Movie TX. Beer and is our home base. You can find a link to uh, our merch there, uh, which was designed by my friend Jake. You can get a shirt, a hoodie, a mug, stickers, all that kind of great stuff. You can find a link to our Discord there as well. Uh, lots of fun uh, conversations happening over there about movies about beers but you know we're sharing memes we're talking about the records we're listening to uh, lots of food actually over the last week there's been a lot of food content happening which i love to see um and you can also find a link to our patreon on our website as well if uh, you know if not patreon.com slash beard and movie podcast is where you can find that very easy to remember five dollars a month gets you a bonus episode every single week it really helps us out a lot and just like on the discord we're talking about all sorts of things on there as well i know i finally started watching the bear and and I started watching a show called This Foo, which uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be talking about this week. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, really helps the algorithm do what it do, all that kind of stuff. Get us in front of more blah, 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 blah. You already know the fucking deal. Smash that like button, leave a comment, do whatever it is that the people tell you to do. Um, and yeah, this has been another... Uh, <laughs> pg-13 episode of beer in a movie hard pg maybe 1985 pg or 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 whenever before pg-13 happened it's it it was an interesting time free-flowing conversation finally saw paddington one and two changed my life
3: made me want to be a better man until next time (laughs) um you're not using those ear brushes to clean your mouth are you mr brown we mm-hmm.